Previously on the No Mercy Podcast. The really good four start out by shopping. Ratheric by studded leather armor in very Ratheric fashion. I feel like you're not very good with people who own businesses. <laughs> Tip is having an anxiety attack right now. I feel this like is- you're not that good with customers, but okay. Oh my god. <laughs> it's happening again. The group check out Rose, Trot, and Trolley and find them all dead. Uh, and as you continue to slowly open the door fully, you see that there are three bodies on the ground. Their faces look perfectly pristine, but their flesh is slowly, continually rotting away. Awkward. Pip tries to win over the hedgehongo after it is left without an owner. So I just kind of am like, with us it's not safe here you come hang out with us because we're friends um that is a 18 plus 2 20 it slowly kind of starts walking up to you and then stops it just says hongo hongo a little bit more like a another foot and then looks up you with big anime eyes and just says pumpkin Shoot, do I have a pumpkin in my pocket? Funky Cass speak with Dead on Rose and asks her five questions. So I kind of, I walk up to Rose, or what's left of her, and I just kind of start chanting in a low voice and waving my hands over her face and uh, cast speak with Dead. Cast the spell and see... Not the rest of her body, but the muscles are still kind of deteriorating, but the head just ever so slightly tilts back, and you hear this huge... (gasps) What happened to you, Rose? I was poisoned, darling. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Who did this to you? Stefan! That little bitch. How how do you know Stefan did it? He kicked our asses first. <laughs> that that sounds that sounds legit. Do you have anything here that will help us with our quest to take down the Shadow Guild and save the world? <laughs> There's money in my pants. <laughs> now let's jump into this episode of. The No Mercy Podcast. No mercy, no, no, no mercy. A new chapter, a new arc, a new adventure. No mercy, no, no, no mercy. The really good four. And here is their story. Much favorite stronger is lacking in the smarts. The clerk does the touchy feeling, grumpy healing arts. A broken-hearted ranger with a dragon-flying bow and a sweet singing gnome who tackles every foe with no mercy, no mercy, no, no, no mercy. No, no mercy. Before we jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast, we must jump into our reviews. Yes, we are going to read reviews at the beginning of the episode. If you write a review, let us know at No Mercy Podcast on Twitter and we will read it to you. This review comes from TJ Time, and TJ Time says the group starts off really starting to feel each other out and learn the game. You're not going to get into a highly explosive episode right off the bat. 
but the team builds their chemistry and familiarity with the game over time. It's cool to see how they organically get better. Some episodes are humor-heavy, while others are a little heavier on the drama. It's a nice podcast, and I recommend giving it a try through the first five episodes, as that's when it really starts to kick into higher gear. Thank you, TJ Time, for the review, and you can send us one on any major podcasting app, and let us know that you did so at No Mercy Podcast on Twitter. Goodbye, and enjoy the episode. All right, so you are at Rose's house. Reloric is having his cat nap in the bearded pig. What shall you do? Um, Tyler, before I forget, can I make one comment about last time? Sure. Um, if we're going to be in a place where there's a like uh, shops to buy things, um, or if you know that we're going to be in a session where we're going into one of those. We sh- you should send along the item list beforehand so we don't spend so long dicking around looking at things. Okay. You don't... I'm sorry. That is that is a suggestion, but... No, we can do that. Um, if you're going to put me in a situation where I might get a hitango, I could use a warning because I did crap my pants last time. <laughs> Out of excitement. That explains a lot. Okay. So, uh, so we just found this dead lady. We got her hedgehongo. I gave Claire some pumpkins. Growler stay napping. Yes, I think we learned some good things here today. <laughs> uh, turns out I am excellent at asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, Funky. Um, should we go get Growler? Should we try to find Stefan? I mean, this lady seems to think Stefan killed her. Well, I mean. Yeah, I probably should go find Rauric, find out why he just went off to take a nap. Um, do we grab all the pumpkins? We might want to grab all the pumpkins. Can I uh, load up my pockets with tiny pumpkins? How many can I carry? Uh, there are a total of seven pumpkins in there. Can I carry them? You can probably carry two, but... I'm going to pick up two, and I'm going to meta-knowingly look at Funky <laughs> and his... Funky was is going to offer to... I, I can fit those in my pack, I think. Thank you. Can you put them with your 12 red robes or whatever? Uh, no, there's five. And you guys don't know how many there are. And I don't know anything about that. Thanks, Funky. Yeah. So, um... Tips due to responsibility and Hongo ownership, and so he will appreciate a little bit of help. Uh, yeah, so Funky jams is man- or tries to put these pumpkins in the bag of holding. Pumpkins, ahoy. Oh, we're having like a epilepsy event over there. <laughs> yeah, what? I see that. Tom's uh, camera can't deal with the epileptic dogs. <laughs> epileptic dogs. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna shift over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. Hey y'all, let's go. Let's go find. Uh, let's go find Rower and see if we can find Stefan as well. Yeah. All right. Find or kill? Uh, I don't know, but... One, then the other? For Valorik, then Stefan? Uh, I don't know. I kind of like Stefan. Yeah, me too. I liked him more than Rose. Sorry, Funky. What the hell, guys? You guys just want to be friends with people who just go around murdering for no reason? Uh, well, that's kind of us. So, yeah, I want to be your friend. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I I feel like we're, we're generally only hitting bad people here, for the most part. Jess is going to jog to the, the bearded. Pip pips along after. Funky just moves at a normal pace. Okay. You eventually find Reloric back in his room from the bearded pig. 
Relic, you just you just ran off in like an emergency nap mode. What was that all about? Did you hit the sauce a little hard? I pop up and uh, three licks, two sticks falls off the bed. That <laughs> wasn't doing anything. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, really tired. Oh, have, you, have you gotten to chapter ten yet? I don't know what you mean. I didn't read it. Uh, oh, uh, it must have fallen out of your bag. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean, Relic. I get real sleepy sometimes too, although not usually that sleepy all of a sudden. It's almost like it was a raging sleep urge. <laughs> oh well, almost like your energy ran out or something. Uh huh. Well, we we can have a chat about chapter ten later. Pip can't deal with this conversation <laughs> and walks straight up to Relic and looks him in the eyes. And lifts his hat off of his head. And, and the hedgehog goes, also looking at him right in the eyes. What? Where'd you get that guy? Um, he was, I think, bequeathed to me. Oh, yeah, we found Rose. You guys kill Rose? No. Some... Oh, we found her. She was real dead. Ooh. She, she was missing her body. She just had, like, the skeleton parts. Well, I guess the rest was kind of, you know rotting away, but her head was still there. It was like the Juliet and Garrett that we found in the basement. Mm-hmm. And then Funky said some things to her, and she sat up and started talking. That he was asked, upsetting. He asked some real dumb questions. But uh, no, I asked great questions. She said, uh, she said Stefan killed her. Yeah, poisoned her. How, how would you, you know, how would you know without asking? Mm-hmm. What do you think of that, Relic? So... Stefan, huh? Yeah, are we supposed to... Kind of seems like a dink. They look the same as Garrett and Juliet. Yeah, they got it. They got, he gave he gave him that poison. Interesting. She, she straight up told us it was Stefan. He beat, he beat him up first. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I'm not that upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> but even... What the hell is this shit, guys? I didn't like Rose. Look, Pip, Pip neither, but I think it's worth a chat. I think we should at least, like, full circle this going. Hey, look, I, I think I know where Stefan might be, and just heads down to the basement. <laughs> she was just trying to help the children, guys, and set up a church. Okay. Just runs down to the basement, uh, actually able to go down here for the first time. Opened up. <laughs> he figured out the building. <laughs> you, you go down, and since it's still midday, uh, there really isn't anybody down here right now. It's just empty. You see dust all over the ground uh, around the outsides, whereas in the middle it's a little cleaner where you imagine a lot of the brawling was, but no one's really here right now. Hey, Stefan, you around? Stefan? You wait. Don't hear anything. Okay. Just sort of shrugs and walks back out. And he's, I don't know if anyone came down with him, but... Well, Stefan's not here, guys. Um, maybe we should go upstairs. Maybe he's in his room. He's staying at the Bearded Pig, isn't he? Like, he has a room upstairs? He had a home. Remember, you were, you were following him to it. Oh, he had a home. I don't remember that. I, I remember he went for a walk, but... To his house. You said he was going home. Let's go to that house. Okay. Then let's go to Stefan's house. Let's go. I believe high fives are in order. Should we pick up a coffee cake? <laughs> I don't like showing up empty-handed. No, he's an ass. He killed people. He killed our friend. Oh, oh, right, right. He did, sorry, sorry, he did just murder someone. Forgot. And that's, yes. that's 
bad, right? Etiquette. Emily Post is okay with us going up without Kate. Um, Funky would like to fill up that water skin before we leave the bar. <laughs> okay. Pip is beaming that Funky is using this gift that he just gave him. So you go up to the bar and this little gnome runs up to you and, wow, what do you want? Forgot about that gnome. Hey. <laughs> can, any, any chance you can fill this thing for, you know, hey, road beers? Road beers? Yeah. Yeah, give me a second, I'll go get it. <laughs> yeah. And he takes your bag and just runs down the bar. And then you see him kind of, like, the he's starting to drag it back towards you after he fills it up. But his feet are moving really fast, but he's moving pretty slow. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Don't worry. Here you go. Uh, great. Uh, how much is that? Uh... Five silver piece. Okay. I give him five. Thank you, bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool, guys. All right. Let's go. Giddy up. All right. So you start heading east, the direction that would be the Black River, and towards where Stefan's house was. You remember that he said, you know, he used to be stationed out of here when he before he got sent to Theron and eventually locked up. He was stationed here, originally lived here. Um, you can... Give me a... Whoever wants to be in charge of trying to track him can give me a survival check. Ooh, I'm a tracker guy. That's that's not Pip's forte. Um, I'll help. I'm doing it. I'm going to help him out, if that's allowed. Sure. How are yeah. you helping him? Survival, you said? Mine's 19. Um, I'm going to use my just my general knowledge of the world, I guess. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to help him. Wow. With I, I, don't, help. I don't know. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes out looking for things as well, I guess. Okay, so you can do an extra roll, Tom. He's helping you. Okay. And just take the better. Ew. Oop, it fell. 19 still. Okay. So you, you see that there is, uh, as you're going down the road, you see that to the left there is what used to be a path that's kind of starting to grow with a lot of weeds and grass because uh, you imagine if this were Stefan, he hadn't lived here in a while, so uh, this wasn't very well traveled. And you travel up into the woods and see this very small, quaint house, just very basic, sitting there. Cool. Just uh, just jogs up and knocks on the door. He's like, hey, Stefan, it's Jess. How's it going? <clears throat> you do not hear anything. Jess shrugs, turns around and shrugs and says, well, guess you're not here, guys. Can we... Are there any windows? There are... Uh, give me a perception check. Or investigation. That's a 10. <laughs> uh, it's not that hard to find windows. You do <laughs> walk around the outside and you see one in the back. And you can peer through and give a perception. Cool. I do that. That one's a 15. All right. You're able to look inside. Um, though it is pretty wooded, some, some beams are coming coming through the trees and you can kind of see pretty well inside and with your dark vision helps. Um, you see that it's pretty barren. A lot of, there really isn't much inside. The covers are open, they're empty. There's really nothing on the ground. Well, he it's, was gone for like a year, right? Yeah, something like that. He had been living here for a few days at least, but you notice that it's almost as if someone up and took everything that they needed. Yeah. Huh. Is is the door locked? Funky goes up and checks. The front door is locked. Uh, I'm gonna try and pick the lock. Go for it. Oh shoot, Funky, what are you doing? I want to find out what's going on. That didn't work out very well. That's a nine. You try to pick this lock, but you haven't been practicing in a while, and it 
not able to get this thing open. All right. Can I sneak in a window? I'm going to try and go in a window too. Okay. Uh, you're able to kind of give Pip a little bit of a boost and she, or he tumbles in through the window. Ow. Mm. You can look around. I, I kind of just don't want to. I want to go open the door. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you go ahead and you open the door. <laughs> cool. And Funky comes in. And now you can look around. Yeah. Funky. Uh, so now that I'm inside, um, is there any? Can I see anything? Anything extra? Investigation. Looking around. Anything that looks sketchy, like under the mattress where people tuck all their monies. Am I helping him? You can sure. Because I did roll a nat 20 for helps. <laughs> That's way better than my... But not for looks, just for helps. That's way better than my 13. Okay, so Funky's looking around, um, checking under the mattress and stuff, and you catch something out of the corner of your eye as he's checking under the mattress, and you're like, Funky, you're missing that right there. And you see uh, a copy of two licks, one stick. I funky. hate that what has become my forte is finding things in mattresses. Because 99% of the time, that does not end well for Pip. Yeah, it does. Ooh. We get an extra prano, and I pocket it. <laughs> You're also good at brockets, don't forget. I'm good at brockets. You do see stuff in the trash, like uh, just just wrappings from meats and, and vegetables and such. But Is wrappings it... from meats <laughs> a euphemism? <laughs> Yeah, that's not, up to you, no, that, man. I was gonna let that one go, Claire, but you had to say. Yeah, I was gonna ask, where, where is this trash can? <laughs> is this the kitchen trash or is this the bedroom trash? Aww. So there's nothing here but garbage and other garbage and smut. I'm glad that you differentiated there. Yeah, you can you can gather that he just from knowing him, he isn't a man of though he has money, he's not. The way he, that he dressed and the way that he carried himself, he's not one who just is extravagant in his buying, so he could pretty much pack up everything that he owns easily and leave and use what he like, did. The useful things. Yeah. Where would he go? Funky? I don't know. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Funky's not going to know where he would go. I don't know. Bosom buddy chest? Do you know where he would go? Well, I would have assumed the club fight, but he wasn't there. Can I... I can select him as my favorite enemy <laughs> and do checks to recall info. <laughs> Is there anything I should recall? Not, not exactly how that works. <laughs> <laughs> can you not do that unless you can see them? I think it's also like a class of enemy. Yeah. Can say I also like... love this notion that Rylark has this deep history with dragons and he's like, nah, man, fucking Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I kind of approve what Stefan did, but nah, um, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him most. <laughs> I have to see the rage inside me only for Stefan. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we did a bad job of tracking so far. I guess um... Tyler is. Um... Primeval awareness is only for like animals, right? I mean, Stefan's effectively he bites like an animal, you know, <laughs> and he makes love like an animal. I don't think it's speaking creatures. Um, it says you can use a spell slot to focus your awareness for one minute, um, out to one mile or six miles in favored terrain, and sense if certain creatures are present. I think that means animals, though. Yeah, it's can be like evil creatures, dragons. Undead, elementals, fey, that kind of stuff too, but humanoids really isn't. Gotcha. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you look. Yeah. Well, 
that, this was kind of a bust, guys. Well, may, maybe we should continue on to Pessa. I'll, I'll I'll be right out. I'm gonna leave him a present before we go. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate a little privacy this time. What sort of present? It's a surprise. I don't want to spoil the surprise. It's an amulet. Oh, when do we get to see it afterwards? <laughs> you can look at it, but I wouldn't recommend trying to do anything with it. Did you pick up any fantasy wipes at the shop? I'm just going to use a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're... I'm, uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I leave Stefan a present on his pillow uh, and wipe up with the sheets before I come out. Yeah, there's no pillow or sheets. <laughs> Then I just leave it in his kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Carrying it around. Nope. Okay. I squat over whatever is available. So, <laughs> and I come out very pleased with myself. All right. So you guys just kind of hanging outside while he's doing this? Yeah. This is our cleric. How does that conversation go? No need to question what's going on in there. <clears throat> what sort of present is it? Um. Why aren't we still talking about Pog? We should be talking about Pog all the time when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Pog, Pog, fruit, orange, and guava. I like the guava. Funky's <laughs> a quick shitter, so he's coming out about now. <laughs> Apparently on command. All right, so it's about early afternoon right now. So because you spent some time doing this, if you travel, so you have three kind of options for travel. You can travel fast. Actually, give a survival check again, Rolork. Yes, sir. Uh, twenty-three. So you know that if you travel fast, uh, you can get to the Black River probably right around sunset, but fast travel means that you are susceptible and louder. You're you're louder and you're more susceptible to any sort of ambushes or sneak attacks. If you travel at a regular speed, you'll get there after sunset in the mid to late evening and then slow, which would allow you to kind of stealthily move, even though you have a cart, I guess. You get there pretty late into the night and you wouldn't get a great amount of sleep. Tyler, I don't want to be a dick, but I fundamentally agree with all three speeds because regardless of how fast we're traveling, Pitt is screaming the whole time <laughs> for no reason. Okay. Whee! This is a car. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just uh, go fast. It's the same. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's go like a normal speed so we can keep an eye out. I don't particularly like getting ambushed. You have a minus five to passive perception if you go fast. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm good with like a normal pace. I'm not in a huge rush to get to pass out. A mix, one funky of us. Medium's cool. I don't care. I don't need to sleep much. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> look at me. I already had a nap and I can just trance. All right. So what pace are you moving at? Regular type. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll do it at a medium pace. Okay, so you're starting to uh, travel out of the swamp, uh, the sound of frogs and crickets chirping is getting quieter and quieter, and you're seeing larger and larger trees, it's getting a lot drier as you move. And as you head towards the Black River, each of you can give me a history check. Hmm. Even chest? Oh, that 20. Whoa. 16. 12. Wait, what's history? Three. Intelligence. 21. Oh, dang. Okay. So fiends are... So if you look at the, the map of the entire continent, you'll notice that the Black River goes from the north all the way to the south. It pretty much splits the continent in half. 
along the northern side, there is a mountain range near Devodem, which is where the devils and the fiends and demons are. And fiends sometimes, occasionally, are able to sneak around the, the mountainside and try to escape and cross the river to go wreak havoc. At the northernmost point across the river, there is an elven village named Lewinir, and this is where the best young archers are tasked, tasked to train their archery and their whatever. How, they're, they're tasked to become more accurate and more precise with their firing of their bows. Rulork was once one of these young elves. So Rulork, you remember this. Mm -hmm. And this was the location where you met another young elf by the name of Anolise. <laughs> along the river, walls are built up along the side so that the fiends that are not killed by these young archers uh, aren't able to, to climb out. So there are walls all along the entire river. At the southern end of the river, to the east, there is a small dwarvish town called Steelguard, and they have the same task as the elves in Lewinir. On the western side, this is what you remember, Chess. There is a small tribe of older goliaths who are too old to hunt with the rest of the tribe. So they are sent here, and the young youngest goliaths are sent here to test their strengths and become better fighters by together as a horde attacking these these demons along with the dwarves along the other other side of the river. Okay. And so as a as a young Goliath, you were also sent down to this to this location in the south to become a better fighter. The person who got the natural twenty, you know that there are two main crossings along this river. One is in the road that you are at now, and there is a much lesser known crossing in the southwestern portion of the traveling foothill. Oh, like, okay, like kind of where the, the river bends around the hills a little bit? Yeah, and uh, there is, this river is about a thousand feet wide. It is very large for a river too large for a bridge to cross it. So these two locations, there is a ferryman or ferrywoman uh, who up until about like just before dusk, they will allow, they, they help people cross the river on their very large boat. So I, I relate this information to both or to the rest of the group very eloquently as, you know, Funky can. <laughs> And so the suggest, I guess the, we have two options. We either cross at Black River or we cross, oh, sorry, we cross at the on the road or we head south off of the road and try to cross at the lesser known crossing. Yes. Yeah. But then we have to go. That would take a lot more time. Yeah. And we'd have to go through the traveling foothills mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah. Road. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's these two crossings, guys. This one and the other one. Yeah, but Funky, why would we go down, down south? Uh, I don't know. But... There's no road there. Yeah. Come on, Funky. Think think your shit through before you suggest it. Well, I mean, uh, do we want to get, like, <laughs> hurt? Or are people following us? I, I don't know. Are we trying to be discreet about our trip to Pesop? Why are we being discreet? No, I don't think if so. If we are, then maybe the southern route would be better. Otherwise, I mean, we are going to be kind of exposed here. The other route would add a few days to your travel. Hmm. I don't think we're trying to be discreet. <laughs> Let's maybe just keep it in the back of our mind in case we get to this crossing and it is not something that we want to deal with. How about that? We were pretty loud and proud in all tale. Yeah. And like, well, I don't know. <laughs> if we hit hard times at this crossing, then we've got a backup option. Okay. So you continue down the road and it's becoming darker and darker and the sky is becoming 
very overcast and cloudy. You're kind of realizing that it hasn't rained uh, at all since you've been together. And this looked, looked like it could be the first night of doing that. As you continue, continue down the road, you finally see the trees get thicker and then finally thinner. And now there's this opening as you approach where the river is. There's this large, uh, here, let me show. So on the western side where you are, all are, there's this large cutout in where the rock would be. And that is where the ship uh, would kind of port on this side of the river. And to the northern side, there is a scale. And with your history checks, you know that this is to simply see how much weight will be able, or how much stuff you can bring across with you in case there's a large party, just to make sure that you don't sink the boat. And you see the same on the other side, and the boat is currently on the other side. Nobody is currently on the boat because it is past dusk. So you'll likely need to camp here for the night. You can do a survival check again, Tom, mm -hmm. or whomever. 25, so good. <laughs> you see about 100 feet to the south, there is a place where people typically camp. Um, no one is there currently. Hey guys, looks like there is a campsite nearby. And I don't see anybody, so maybe we just camp there until the morning, until we can catch this boat. Sure, I guess so. That makes sense. Um, yeah, why not? Um, I can take I can take first watch if y'all want. I'm tired of watches. I think who was it that is is Funky still exhausted? Or did he already? No, we've <laughs> slept since then. We we slept when we got to that the swamp village. Oh, okay, that was. Is yeah. Tom, Tom? Pip, is, Pip is saying from the standpoint not physically tired as in sleepy. I mean, from the standpoint of as watches is for chumps, Pip is tired of watches and casts Lehman's tiny hut. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, snap. Does anybody want to be in my snuggly secret place? We're level whatever level we are now. <laughs> Funky immediately raises his hand. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's real cool. How'd you build that so fast? Yep. It's snuggo and dry in here. Come on, buds. Also, no robs in the hut. No robs, no toots. That's the rules. So what does this look like, Pip? Your little hut. Um, it looks like... What's the terrain that we're around? Um, it's very grassy. It just complete. It looks like a little outcropping, like a little hobbit hole. Like, it looks like just regular terrain. All of a sudden, the ground kind of bubbles up in one spot, and then a little secret door appears. And when we go when we go through it, that door disappears. And when we're inside, it's just we can look around, we can see everyone who's outside, but we're totally safe and secure in our little snugger hut. I need one of these. <laughs> yeah, Pip, this is real cool. Neat. Way to go, Pip. Yeah. So the atmosphere inside is very comfortable and dry, and you suddenly hear some thunder in the distance. Pip is suddenly feeling very, very clever because he does not enjoy being damp. Um, and you hear the sound of rainfall very slowly around the outside. And you look up and you see rain hit the top of this dome, but then just start slowly going around the outside. Oh. And not, not, not piercing through. Around the outside. Around the outside. <laughs> if you want, Pip, uh, you can command the interior to become dimly lit or dark. 
and it can be any color of your choice to your travel companions, but it is tr transparent uh, for everyone else. Um, or opaque for me. How outside. late is it? It's like nighttime. I make it just blazing hot pink in here. And then I'm just like, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. And I put on some nice, sweet, sweet, like mood lighting. And I play some Barry Manilow for a bit on my ukulele before I fall asleep. <laughs> Is anyone else wishing that we had found some mushrooms around uh, Stefan's place? Because I feel like this rain would be extra cool. <laughs> a sweet rave tent. Um, Funky pulls out his water skin and starts pouring a glass for people. If anyone wants, oh, that's sweet of you. If anyone wants some beer, some ale, I'll share. Yeah, I'm so glad no haunted bunnies can break into here and make a fool out of me. This is basically just Pip making up for his previous foibles. Well, if something does walk towards this, it can still hear you if you make sounds, and it can still walk into it. No, I don't think it can walk into the. Like, it, oh, sorry, you mean well, like... It just hits a wall, yeah, right? It can't get into the hut, but it can... Okay, yeah, you can't... Yeah, they're barred from passing through it, but they'll know that something is there. So that's just a heads up. Jess is just like, shoot, Pip, this is a real nice tent that you built. I don't know how you built it so quick, but I'm gonna take a nap. Just lays back and closes his eyes. Pip's really proud of himself, but is actually still a little bit nervous about potentially fucking up again. And so he's pretending. You can still do watches if you want to and have your- I'm still, Pip's still up. Pip's still awake. Yeah. Fun Funky's pouring ale to anyone who passes out a cup or holds out a cup. Pip needs some courage. There you go, Pip. I'll sit up and drink. There you go, Rowrick. I've already napped enough today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did that napping when we aren't all sharing a room because- Sometimes you need private napping. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a barbarian. Chest, <laughs> uh, you, you, you want any of this ale? Are you asleep? <laughs> Funky goes over and pours just a little bit on chest. <laughs> and one for my homie. <laughs> what the hell? Funky, oh, come on. I was just giving you a sip. Yeah, I was sleeping. Jesus. <laughs> so you, you never had a sleep beer? No. Is that a thing? It absolutely is a thing. You just have to go a lot slower you, so you don't drown. You dwarves are interesting. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to bed. Please don't pour any more beer on me. Okay. Um, funky Wee Man, or Wee Wee Man, I mean, comes comes out of the beard and hangs out with us for a bit while we're sitting having beer. Having beer. Oh my god, you've got... Oh man! Shoot, guys! I get my hitongo out and give him a punk and fuck! I already forgot. I want a pet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the hongo just says punkin and then just goes shoot, guys. All right. So for chest, as the only one sleeping at the moment, as you drift to sleep, you're comforted by the rain and the thunder. You feel at peace. You have the same dream as you had the night before, with thunder and clouds rolling in, except they are rolling towards your party, now situated by the river. A small ring forms around your party. You're currently not in your tiny hut, but sleeping out in uh, the elements. While clouds remain above, there is no rain. You are protected. The thunder continues to grow louder and louder as lightning approaches. The heart of the storm is now upon you, the thunder deafening. 
The sound pulses in a hum and in a rhythm. You can give a perception check. Oh, even me? Chess. This is in chess dream. Oh, sorry. I oh. thought this was... <laughs> I missed that part. He was sleeping. He didn't hear any of this stuff. <laughs> how's, a, how's a three? Tyler, do you want me to turn on my hot lights in like a pulsing disco <laughs> to support this dream? So, Chess, with your three perception, you... you can tell that the thunder is rhythmic in such a sense that it's almost as if someone is speaking, but with your shit perception roll, you have no idea what it is saying. And then you hear another bit of thunder, almost as if this thing is disgruntled, and then you hear nothing, and then the storm envelops you and rain starts to pour on you. You start to feel cold, and the hair starts to rise on the back of your neck. Lightning strikes not 15 feet from where you stand, and you fall to the ground. And that's the end of your dream. So while this is happening, while he's dreaming, the other three of you can talk and chat and do whatever. Ooh, I'm down for whatever. Hey guys, <laughs> check it out. His paws are moving. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Having a dream. Oh, uh, yeah. Wee Wee Man does that sometimes. His little feet go in my beard. It's weird. Tickles a bit. Yeah. So... What you guys thinking about? So where do I get a pet? <laughs> Apparently you have to just, all you have to do is find some murdered people. Yeah. You can okay. speed up the process. I would have murdered those people. If whoa, I whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like what you're implying, Pip. I, well, I'm I think. just saying, if we really need another pet, we can get one. Um... So, Relork, just to let you know, you can... As long as you have spell slots and you regain them each day, you can use your primeval awareness, just as if you're curious if there's one of those uh, creature types around you. Okay. Just spell if you want. That sounds like a good idea now that I can use it. <laughs> is, this, is this a new level five thing? Uh, third level. No, I think it was third. All right, so I'll use a slot. And what is your choice? I have to pick one. I thought it was all of them. No, you choose... You can sense... <laughs> I see your space and time. Which one makes sense? Well, I think the history check, like you knew that those fiends were along this. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll pick fiends. Okay. You don't know location or number, but there is a fiend within one mile of you. Son of a bitch! Right now. Mm-hmm. Guys, my my awareness is telling me that there's a fiend somewhere nearby. What's a fiend? I'm not really, not really sure. <laughs> it's a demon or a devil. Oh, right. It's just a fiend. What did we smoke in my tiny tent? Well, it wasn't the mushrooms because I wasn't able to find any. Plus, I think you eat them. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I'm really excited about Pesopt. I'm really jonesing to get my hands back on that flute. Can't wait to see my family again. I'll finally get to see him again once I've proven that I've got it. Although I probably won't get to see him for a while because I'm guessing we'll have to do some wars first, but still, can't wait to get my flute. I might have a lead on that, but we've got to be quiet about it. What? Since when you might have a lead on it? Also, we're in my private secret magic tent. Who are you hiding from? Well, Funky is looking over a chest. Does chest still look like he's actually sleeping or does he look like he's feigning sleep? Oh my god, Chess can't feign anything, and also he's one of our good, good buds. He's my muscle friend. Or invest in a, uh, insight is what it would be. That's a nat one. 
<laughs> you don't know. Look at his paws moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. My, you guys met my compatriot there, or my pseudo father. Rose. Parley. Parley. No. You, you couldn't understand, I, I don't think, what I, we were saying, but he said something about a fluke. Oh, yes. That was a little bit rude. I also said some things you couldn't understand. Well, good for you. Um, I don't really care too much about the flute, to be honest. I just want my longswords. So, Who has my flute? Well, I don't know. They said something about I got to go like fart in some guy's face or something like that and get some information. Uh, I Yeah, I can't. They're weird about me telling stuff if I'm not supposed to, so I didn't really want to just come out and say it right there in front of Parley, but... Mask has my flute? No, not Mask. It was, I don't know, some... Let me dig back in the pages of my memory. Masklings <laughs> have my flute? I don't think it's a Masklings. It was some, like, club or secret hidey hole or something in Pessop. Shadow Guild and Friends has my flute? I don't think it was Shadow Guild and Friends. I don't know. I'd have to think on it. It's been a while. Tyler? Tyler has his flute? I don't think so. I mean, Ben has this information. Yes, Ben's digging it out of Funky's memory right now. I don't don't remember what it was. Message from Pesco. Precisely, so I don't want to say anything wrong. (laughs) Uh, It was just, it was uh, down underneath Pesopt. So, I don't know. I, I got... I got some information. You can come with me when we go in and look why, for it. Why are you supposed to go get it? I don't know. It said that they had it. So I don't know how or why or anything. I just know that that's what I was told. And I don't even know if it's your flute. They just said something about found a flute. Can I have it if it's mine? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't need a flute. Pro- promise? Yeah, I don't want flutes. I just want my swords. Wasn't the flute buried somewhere? No, that was a fake. Oh, it was the fake one. Okay. Flute. Yes, that was the fake flute, and then there was a real flute that got used other places and then got lost. Plus, once you get the flute, you can play more of that Barry Manilow to help me go to sleep Ooh, while I sit. I am a fanilow, so. Um, <laughs> so Pip uh, doesn't tell the truth very often, nor know how to garner the truth from people, and the only thing that he recently experienced was chest swearing to him about something and so pip looks at chess and then shrugs and then says to funky when we find that flute you promise you'll give it to me yeah will you wear on your thighs <laughs> i feel like that's kind of a weird thing to to say or ask but yeah i don't care i don't want the flute i don't need a flute on your thighs chess you heard the magic words did that wake me up out of my sleep well, give a perception check. <laughs> 19. But Funky, you promise. Yep. Please promise. Just, yeah. just, just sits up and says, oh, where are, we, are we swearing in our thighs? Oh, wow. Uh, you really know how to get this one going. Um, yeah, are, I don't need the flute. What are we swearing on? What flute? Oh, sh- uh, Pip, do you find your flute? That's good. I'm going back to sleep. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 go to sleep. But promise, Funky. Once, once you look. Yeah. I promise. I don't need the flute. But you guys gotta help me find those swords and make sure that Chess doesn't take that one that his tribes had. Unless we're working together. Alright. So... I mean, he doesn't need the sword. That's not his. I'm giving you your flute. One of them might be his. Uh, no. Those swords don't... The swords don't belong to him. The swords belong to Mask. Okay. Does Funky believe Pip? 
this Pippily Pip? Pip's really confused right now. <laughs> Insight. Pip, you got special information from Thea along with Rowler. Me, yeah, I did, didn't I? That's a 14. Yeah, they didn't belong to Mask. But they didn't. Wait. They belong to Frazzer oh. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, funky. Those swords aren't Mask swords. Well, I mean, I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for mask swords. I know, but those swords aren't mask swords. Mask doesn't have swords. Mask stole them. Mask or acquired them. Mask has always had swords. He ha- he's had two long swords. Since when? Since for well, since forever. And then before forever, those belonged to Frazer Blue. Well, I mean, you know, Mask is a, a god, so so if, if I mean, I think forever goes back about the same amount of time for all of them, doesn't it? Mm, no, <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think we need to think really hard about Mask and Frazer Blue and Cyric because I think we've established. Remember that time Chest went to a, an evil god's temple and it was Cyric, and then we thought that Chest was just like crazy bad luck that he was looking for Pip and went to a different evil god's temple. Yeah. From that whole experience, what Pip learned is that there are evil gods. Yeah. That's not something that was on his radar before because he was just a hippo blue gnome. Oh. There are evil gods and they do evil things and there are good gods and they do good things. So if we're all part of the good gods, the divine link that are trying to keep the devils and what have you out of Garshide, Frazer Blue probably has a bunch of evil gods in his pocket. So? How, how do we know there aren't evil divine links? I don't know. But I know Mask's not an evil god. I know Cyric's evil. Does, Mask is more chaotic. But if Mask has Frazer Blue's swords... They're not Frazer Blue's swords. Same what I heard. From who? How, how are you know about the swords now? From Thayanets. Funky wasn't there when you had that conversation. He doesn't even know that she exists. Right. Who the hell is Thayanets? So, wait, who is she? was Murray Hewitt's sister, right? Yep. Yeah, that, so that was you and Ralric that talked to her. Okay. Ralric and I talked to our bureaucratic friend's sister, who is way less bureaucratic and knows a lot more things. Thea? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember all of that conversation. Take it away, Ralric. Ooh, I was trying to look at my conversation notes here. <laughs> Ralric was thinking about having a nap during that conversation. Also that. Um... <laughs> uh, what did she tell us? She told us that she's divine-linked also. Well, I mean, how do you know she's not the one? If you're saying there's... So I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you a quick, quick jogging of the memory. She said, how much do you trust the other two? Oh, yeah, we said some. <laughs> the swords that are summoned are actually Frazer Blue swords, not Mask swords. And the second thing was the original divine link for Mask was a Goliath. The original divine link for Mask or for... Sorry, for Frazer Blue was for a Goliath. Frazer Blue, okay. And she's trying to find the weapon so that she can destroy them. So I'm going to say that... Thea is on our side because she's trying to find the divine linked weapon weapons. She's definitely against Frazer Blue. Are you sure about that? And she knows that she knows it because she went to the Oracle and she asked what 
Frats or Blue's weapons looked like. So and the Oracle them. told her. The Oracle has told us truths. Yeah. How do you know that they're these ones and not just another set of swords? I mean, why are you determined that they're my sword or that they're mask swords? Because Thea said so. And how long have you known her? She's a divine lynx. And aren't the rest of us as well? Yeah, but she got her information from the Oracle. Yeah, so... You got your information about the swords from a religion. If the Oracle told me something different, I would believe the Oracle. More like a lifetime of devotion, really. Um, You know, a lifetime of devotion that allows me to do things like this and just kind of cast sacred flame out into the nothing. Don't burn my hut down. Well, I'm just telling you what I learned from another divine link who learned something from the Oracle. I feel like any Oracle information that we get is valuable information that we should all at least consider. I mean, as long as she's telling it straight, right? You said yourself that you're a liar. Often. Uh, well, that's true. I am a liar. So this I is... I This person isn't understand this is difficult conversation for you but pip is i feel like you've fundamentally concerned about chest because the other piece of information that we got from thea is that the original divine link for frazer blue was a goliath and i don't think that sweet 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 chest has an evil bone in his body but he's definitely capable of being a vessel and that's not fair and that's why i think chest needs protecting Mm. Okay, so if there's only one, how do you know it's Mask that's the evil one and not Cirque? I mean, when I was when I went into the Mask Temple, I heard Mask and fighting Cirque, and he said only one of them could make it through. And I know Cirque's evil, and I know Mask isn't. What if they're fighting to be the divine link for Frazer Blue? Mask, I don't think Mask's that deep. I mean, he's he's had an ongoing thing with Cirque for for a very long time. But doesn't that sound like squabbling children trying to garner the favor of a parent? Uh, well, what makes you think that this Frazer Blue is the parent here? Like I said, I know Mask. He's not evil. I mean, what do you want? What do you guys know about Mask? Do you care to know about any, anything about Mask? I know that he does steals. Yeah, and do you know what Cyric does? Kills. Yeah, murders. He he try he wants to be the one god. It seems a lot more in line with what Frazer Blue is looking for than Mask. Mm. Just saying. Well, it's kind of hard to convince us how good Mask is by only saying how bad Cyric is. What's good about the Mask? Well, I mean, for one, it stars Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) Smokey. (laughs) Yeah, I know thieves don't have the best, the best track record, but that's why I didn't tell you guys that I was following Mask from the beginning. But I mean, yeah. we, don't, we don't have a great track record either. So, you know, we still like each other. <laughs> I mean, murderers also don't have a great track record. But I mean, if I had to rank them, I would probably be put thieves above murderers, right? I suppose. Not all thieves are bad. Depending on what they've done, not all murderers are bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, trying to bend everyone else to your will to rule, you know, rule them all. Hmm. Doesn't seem too good either. Dictator. And that's kind of what brought Mask down is when Cyric was trying to take over the God Sphere or whatever technical term Funky would use, being a man of the church. Celestial plane? That one, maybe. Okay. Cyric just has a lust for power and a lust to control, I think. How about this? I mean, he was a mortal that worked his way in and then wanted to take over the entirety of the God realms. 
mask was just, you know, part of the system, I guess. Here's what I'll say. Um, Rolerick has his weapon. It's very good that he has his weapon. We know where mine is. Let's go get it. That will also be good. Whoever has your weapons right now, I don't like that. And I would much prefer that you have them than whoever's got them right now. But we're just going to, like, get information as we go. Well, I mean, I didn't necessarily have to tell you about the flute. And now you're saying we you don't necessarily think I should have the weapons that I'm looking for for Mask? I think you should definitely have one of them. What? I'm just not sure who's supposed to have the other one. Well, I mean, they both belong to Mask. We need to bring them back. Well, we also have to get them one at a time anyway, because aren't they separated? Yes, that's what the Oracle told me. Okay, how about this? Whenever we get the one that we have to extract from Very High Keg, we're going to give that one to you, but you got to let Chest punch him in the face. Oh, I don't care about Very High Keg. Chest can do whatever he wants to that. I just... To whatever that thing is. Yeah. Not fully convinced that I know what it is. Everyone knows what a keg is. I'm not sure what a keg is. I've just been playing along. <laughs> we just have to be careful, Funky. That's all. About Chest and about all of us. And just make sure that we try to not hide so many things. I really wish I hadn't gotten to sleep for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad Chest is asleep for this conversation. It's really helped smooth things over. Well, we haven't had to explain anything twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> twice if we're lucky. <laughs> is it safe to sleep in here? Uh, you you cast it. <laughs> I mean, I know exactly how safe it is to sleep in here. It's good, guys. Uh, it probably wouldn't hurt to, you know, keep for one of it, for us to still have some sort of a watch to make sure that we don't just wake up to a whole group of people swarming us, you know? Yeah, or a bunch of bunnies. Yeah. Did you let the bunnies come in, or are the bunnies kept out too? No, I'm afraid of them. I mean, we, we've seen that, so... <laughs> to be fair, the last bunny was the almond. <laughs> no, that was the chipmunk. Or, that was the, the chipmunk. There's the dramatic chipmunk. <laughs> that was the chipmunk. <laughs> the chipmunk was the almond. I mean, I, I think we might want to still have a watch. Okay. And I can go first. Okay. I'm asleep. So this thunderstorm is having different effects on each of you, different... Uh, it's rumbling up different things. Pip, as you go to sleep, your vision appears and you're outside the castle in Theron. You hear a familiar voice say, Pip, say what he would say and you will know what he did. You look down at your hands, give a perception check. Two, 15. So you notice that you are an elderly gentleman and there's this birthmark above the knob on your right wrist and you recognize that birthmark. You are currently in the body of Hewitt Inglefifer the fourth. That asshole. Well, uh, technically you're the asshole, right? Potato, potato. You walk up to the guards at the front of the palace. You are drenched from the storm that you just waded through, hearing distant thunder in the background. And this causes you a bit of time to get there. You're not as old as he currently is now, but you are older and have a large pack on your back, flute in your hand. The guards... The guards stand at the door and cross their pikes. What business have you with Sir and Madam Unfeld? Music. Give a persuasion check. Fuck, man, all I have is a flute in my hands. Oh my god. <laughs> my, my persuasion is nine. 
rolled a 19. Oh, plus nine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they look at your feet like, oh, yeah, they've been expecting you. And they step aside and you walk into the palace and through the guards' quarters. You, you remember this layout from uh, when you, Pip, personally were here. But instead of going upstairs to meet the heads of the palace, you take a left and head towards the basement. You bump into a guard who stands by the door. He has a scruffy beard and squints his eyes to peer down at you. What business do you have down in the basement? Uh, they let me in to, to use this. And I hold up my flute. Yeah, why do you need to go to the basement with that? It's where I was told to go. Give a persuasion check. It's okay, it was 17 plus 9. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Holy fucking charismatic. That, that, that makes sense. You're rolling really well. <laughs> so he steps aside and you go down the stairs hustling as fast as you can about halfway down the stairs you come to a large cloth tapestry and you scuttle your body underneath it up against the stone wall you put your hand against the wall and the stone starts to split apart creating a small opening you sneak into this newly created room and plop your bag on the ground you mutter a few words and all of a sudden you see from the ground metal starts springing upward and then uh, there's some spines just jutting out and leaving an opening a place to rest something you rest into your bag and pull out a large orb what do you do i put the orb on the thing okay as soon as you place the orb on the pedestal the spines wrap around the orb and it starts to glow a deep red this is all just a dream right (laughs) (laughs) maybe oh no (laughs) delicately touch the orb and run your fingers across it like an old lover (laughs) ew you scurry outside the room and reset the tapestry as best as you can. Give one final perception check. Yep, I'm just 28. Shit. You nod, smile, and whisper under your breath for the cause. And that is the end of your dream. What did I do? What did he... That was a lot more information than I got. I just got rained on. <laughs> yeah, I did some fucking baller roll. Yeah. You rolled a three. You rolled two 19s and a 17. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got a, I did a three. I'm confused and maybe awake now for my watch? Uh, we'll do a rather extreme, which is capping as he's meditating at the same time. Yeah. So again, the storm that's around you has kind of triggered something in each of you. So Ralric, you're in a storm in the woods, sprinting as fast as you can dodging under fallen limbs, parkouring off of trees to get over brush, and running along slippery logs to move across streams. You're moving with a purpose and your heart is racing. You hear it again, this loud growl and scream. You reach the edge of a clearing and stop. You see a large blue dragon in the middle of the clearing hunched over a body. The dragon is swaying its head back and forth rhythmically. A small amount of fire billing out of its mouth and a small amount of fire bill- billowing out of each one of its six tits. <laughs> give, a- <laughs> give a perception check. I think I might know. Oh boy, that's my perception. <laughs> the name makes so much more sense now. Um, that is a 20. Okay. You rolled well as well. So you see Annalise stand up underneath the large body of who you call Scaly McFiretits. Your body rushes forward, except your vision stays. As you you realize that you can kind of look around 
this world with your perception check and you don't have to go with your body, but you can actually see what's around you. You see your body running towards her, but you keep calm and remember the words that you heard before, that you need to change your path or people will be hurt around you. Instead of focusing on what you know happens next, you look at your surroundings and see a familiar figure, an individual in a white robe who you saw in a previous dream. The hood is up. The, the figure turns towards you. What do you do? Why don't I remember who this person is? This is from my, from my Tirvana's dream. Put the hand on the ground and Bobby Jr. came out. Oh, it was that. Gotcha. Who are you? Well, it's, it's pretty far away right now. Oh, can I move over there? Mm-hmm. So your vision just starts moving towards this figure and the figure holds five fingers facing eight facing you almost like trying to pretend to be like a little snake head or something and as you approach the the figure's wrist just quickly turns and you hear this loud snap and you know from when you're running forward this is when Annalise's neck was snapped by by the dragon <laughs> break necks now what the fuck this one this one did for some reason instead of being a fiery corpse at first it snapped the, the neck before it decided to burn it for good measure. Mm-hmm. So you, you look over to the dragon, then you look back, and the figure is gone. Son of a bitch. And now, Pip, you wake up, and Rolark, you wake up. Are you sweaty? Ugh. I'm very sweaty. I'm sweaty. I'm very sweaty. Mom's spaghetti, okay? You only get one <laughs> spaghetti. Funky? Uh, uh, what? The... Can you top me up here, please? Uh, you, you guys look like you... Or on a bender or something. You're, you know, your feet were going kind of like chests over there, but a little more frantically. Well, I'm just gonna need a little more booze in my cup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever's left. <laughs> whatever. I split whatever's left between, I guess, the three of us. Probably gonna. You guys awake now? Whew. Yeah, I'm good. If you wanna nod off, that's cool, cool, cool. I'm good. Cool, cool, cool. Funky rolls over. Okay. So as you fall asleep, you see a hand clenched and flicking the thumb up repeatedly with a sound of a ting, ting, ting. The hand, the hand continually flips a coin up into the air over and over and over again, but you can't see the coin, just the top of the hand. Finally, the, the coin flips and another hand clutches it from out of your view. It slowly lowers, then places the coin on the back of the hand that remains in your vision. The top hand slowly slides away, and you see the ridges of a gold coin, except there is no face to the coin. Instead, it is darkness. You hear a voice echo in your mind. It is calm, kind, calm, and soothing, and it says, Take a look. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Not really one to question. <laughs> so you look inside, and all of a sudden, you're face down on the ground and can feel wet mud caked across the right side of your face. Uh Rain and thunder echo out throughout the night. You're much smaller, much younger. You're still yourself, but you're very afraid. You try to take in air, but just start gasping, and pain enters into your mind like a forgotten memory. Ah, yes, broken ribs. Give me a perception check. Hey, Funky, the secret's to roll a 19. (laughs) That one is a 10. (laughs) Okay. So you hear two people speaking. Um, you, You have this ringing in your head though and you're not able to make out the entire conversation with that perception check of a 10 
you open your eyes and you see two bodies on the ground in the grass before you and you still hear that ringing and that buzzing in your head the two people speak the first one says but what of the boy the second one says kind of murmured you can't really hear and then you hear for now we need to wipe his memory the first person says but he's just a boy surely no one will believe him the second person talks you can't really hear much of it you hear parents you hear believe him you hear memory gone the first person then speaks again still can't really understand much of what is going on the second person speaks again i don't murmur 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 even remember his name the first person speaks again murmurs second person speaks can't understand that either with your perception check no snap (laughs) that is it fuzzies funky is alert and wakes up uh yeah so we're in some weird place here huh you guys have some weird dreams i want to get out of here but i'm digging this tiny tent like is this like a smoke machine in the tiny tent or did you have like a some sort of a weird salvia (laughs) thing going on in here and we're all just ripping balls yeah no i don't think it's because of the tiny tent i think it's probably because of ralark you said there was a fiend nearby and we're at a haunted river one (laughs) just one it's just one fiend so but yeah i think all of us are a little bit shook shook and messed after that Chess sits up and is just like, oh, oh, I gotta pee. Gotta pee. Uh, through the tent, right? Not not inside. You gotta go out. No. You gotta go out. Chess runs, runs out and goes pee. This is because he was all wet in his dream. Roll for initiative. There's a cougar attack. As you run out, Rory, or Chess, you hear the rumbling again, very similar like before. Mm-hmm. Give another perception check. <laughs> 19. Magic 19. Okay. This time, as you hear the thunder rolling again, it's a lot clearer than last time. You you realize you're really listening for a voice this time. And you hear, within the thunder, you hear the words, Why do you fight? In uh, common? No, it's in Spanish. It's, you can't really tell. It's just like you understand. It's it's not exactly a language, it's just I hear. Yeah, and you feel like you understand what's, uh, There's something hidden in the in the sounds. Okay, just at, at, so he hears that as he's got his like loincloth sort of half half undone, ready to go pee, and he's just like, <laughs> I, well, "Well, who who's there? I I mean, I fight because because I need to fight. What? Who's asking me that?" And he's looking around. Can can the rest of us tell that Chess is out there talking to himself? Yep. Hey, do you guys hear Chess yell peeing again? Again? <laughs> yeah, this... Come on, get out of me! <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, should, we should... You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> this is a little concerning. Uh, we should probably have a chat with him about that. Uh... Rylark, I don't want to put all this on you, but I think it's your job to help with that situation, because it's not super funky. <laughs> yup, not it. All right, next level, man. <laughs> next time on the No Mercy Podcast. <laughs> Chest is potty trained. <laughs> so, Chess, you do not get a response when you're asking, who is that? Chess continues his pee, 
and then looks around a bunch and then jogs back in. And he's like, hey, you, any of y'all hear voices out? You hear that thunder? Uh, the only voice I heard was you talking to your pee. Oh, no, I wasn't talking to my pee. That's weird. I don't know who would do that, but I was talking... Says like, the guy who just did that. I heard some... I wasn't talking to my pee, Funky. Gee. I... No, there was, like, thunder in the sky, but it was... It was talking to me. Uh-huh. Y'all didn't hear... Y'all didn't um, hear that? Nope. Huh, okay. Maybe I was... Maybe I'm just tired. I did just kind of wake up, so... You did just sleep the whole night, unlike the rest of us. Well, yeah, I was tired. I I was jogging alongside the cart while you guys were sitting in it. That's true. I think we all have a lot of crazy dreams to unpack. I mean, I'm pretty sure that my entire body is shorter than your legs, right? Uh, yeah, I'm like seven foot eight or something. Yeah, like <laughs> four and a half. Um, oh, did y'all have weird dreams too? Yeah, it was a bit unnerving. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, I got I had weird dreams too. It was like about thunder and got rained on and it sounded like thunder was talking to me. Shoot, I guess that's kind of similar to what just happened. Am I still dreaming? About 30 feet from you, lightning strikes the ground. Oh shit. And the chest sort of jumps. He's like, "Oh, Jesus, I'm glad we're in this hut." Um hey, Pip, is this hut uh, lightning resistant? Nope. Okay. It is. I don't know. <laughs> well, that might be a problem because when I was in my dream, a bunch of lightning hit like 10 feet from me and I think it knocked me out. Isn't it morning? Why the hell isn't that ferryman working? <laughs> Maybe because there's a storm. <laughs> Stupid union rules. <laughs> Three hours later. It's morning. Uh, There's the man. He's... On the boat. Is he there now? On your side of the river. I want to get out of here. I want to get out of this cursed river place. There's something weird going on here. Chest is just kind of like, uh, is it still thundering out in the morning? Uh, this The storm is starting to thin. Okay. The, the worst of it uh, was in the thick of the night. Has it been eight hours? Yeah, we'll say. It's been eight hours. Yeah, that hut's gone. It's just <laughs> gone. <laughs> Wait, does it do this? Yes, that is how that disapparates. Good. Yeah, Chest is like really unnerved by having a dream that then was real that also had lightning strike near him, and it's just like, shoot, guys, can we can we get on this boat like real quick, like maybe now? Can we go get on the boat, please? Yeah, let, let's let's get going. So you see a tiefling man. He is oh, he is light blue with dark beady eyes and an exquisite, well kept mustache. Gretchen? There's slicked back into a ponytail, and he looks to be quite well-dressed for a ferryman. He has a frilly shirt tucked into a pinstripe vest and pinstripe pants, with beautiful leather boots on. Though fancy, these do not go as well with the rest of the outfit, as they are a bit dirty. Shoot, honey, you're fancy. Hello there, my name is Mike, the ferryman. I'll take you across the river today. First, if you would, please step on the scales over there with anything that you would like to take across the river. Pip's there so fast. So Just fast. Just as um, pulling the cart over. Pip forgot about the cart, even though that was once very important to him. Oh, where the horses are? Yeah, the horse in the cart. Um, yeah, Funky walks over as well. So do you put all of you on the scale? Yeah. 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 So the scale just starts to tip towards you, and the counterweights on the other side lift up into the air. He's like, ah, 
No, 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 not quite a, a little bit too much. Looks like we're going to have to do two trips. So let's take off one of the horses. We'll see how that, that goes. Chest lifts, lifts the horse off and puts it next to him. Puts it off the scale. I like your strength and spunk, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, we're going to need probably, well, you'll need a horse to pull it onto the onto the river and then to take it off on the other side. So we'll probably need some of you to get off. Chest hops off. Need at least a little bit more. It's starting to get close to evening out. Uh, hey, Rallark, you want to help? You're good with animals, right? You can teach him how to pee without talking, too. Or Plus, I'm not very comfortable staying on this on this side by myself. It's very weird over here. Uh, okay, I'll hop over. And, and it's starting to even out, and then he looks at the the portly dwarf, and it's just like, hey, mate, you might need to get off as well, bud. What? What are you trying to say? I'm not that heavy. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I forgot how much I weigh. I think I'm. Yeah. I think I'm like 250. <laughs> That's that is thick. Yeah. I'm. Oh, I got some thighs, guys. That's you're, you're a chewed. Yeah, it looks like only one of you will be able to cross with the stuff, and then we'll come back and get the others. Okay. Well, I guess I'll step off with my drums like a truck. All right, little one. You ready to go? No. <laughs> what? Sounds like a great plan. Let's do this. Um. Before Ch- before she gets or before Pip gets off, I give uh, Pip guidance. Just kind of touch him on the shoulder and say, uh, "Good luck." Bye forever. What? Best looks over. He's like, "Oh shoot, Pip can't go on a, on his own. He's a little scary little guy." Oh, I can only carry one with with your carriage. It's quite hefty. I'll go, Pip. You want me to go instead? Instead, big man. No, I'm not, I'll, I'll do. No, I'll, I'm do. I can do it, but don't just. Come to, please, please come to. Okay. How long is it carry right? Like after me, it, like it's only three hundred meters. It's not that oh, far. That's quick. We can wave to each other the whole way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Don't stop waving. Don't. Don't stop, don't stop. So you you help get get the the wagon and the one horse onto the boat. They go on the right side where there's a large roof roofed area. And there are just different places that you can tie in to make sure that nothing goes flying. And then there's a tie-off for the horse as well. Uh, there are four st- four seats, stations with foot pedals. And he runs up to the front. He's like, all right, little one, why don't you go and hop into position? Hop on one of those stations. I do like how fancy you are. And I hop over there and I assume my feet don't reach anything. <laughs> they do. Ew! <laughs> you can raise the, the seat up and down. Well, it's all the way up and or down, whichever way it needs to be. All the way down. And then he goes up to the front, and you see that he has a similar thing, except he has hand cranks as well. And he's like, all right, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. And show me your moves. Show me your moves. Keep it going. Keep it going. We're going uphill. We're going uphill. I dropped out of my spin class in Hippa Blue for this very reason. (laughs) So you start making it across. Uh, Give a athletics check. Oh, that's Pip's forte with plus zero. That's an eight. Okay, so it takes you a good 15 minutes. He's like, all right, this is your first time. I can tell. That's okay. That's okay. I, I can I can handle most of this on my own. What if I say I have asthma? I definitely don't, but I probably could look like I do. So you eventually are able to make it across. He asks you to hop off and just kind of stay with the horses. So I have cart, horse, and me. And there, there, there's a gap in the wall here that you can kind of see what's going on. Okay. I'm petting Hedgehog because I'm a little bit nervous. And then 
he goes back across the the river on his own uh takes about the same amount of time given pip's help and he's like all right the final three of you let's do this all right okay chest jumps on so the three of you hop on chest yeah he's like okay get into positions Okay. <laughs> just as just as doing, he's like he's like y'all watch this. I'm gonna do this so good. He's like start pedaling like your heart means it. Let's go, let's go, Crestleader. Row, row. Just as pedaling like his heart means it. Athletic. Funky is faking it. <laughs> <laughs> give an athletic check and give a perception check. Athletic. Uh, seventeen. That's only a five for me. Okay. Uh, what about Rolork and... I just think everyone's doing a good, good job. 13. Is this... Funky's faking it. He's not really pedaling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he knows that Chest is out here and sees that he's going with vigor, so Funky's taking this as a moment to slack off. <laughs> okay, so, Pip, you see a large object bobbing down the river. What is that? What is it? Mike? Mike? Fairy, fairy Mike? Do you see that? He, see what? I'm pedaling. What am I... And he looks over to his left, and he sees this large object continually coming down the river. It's, it's coming right for you. It's... And he just says, oh, yeah, guys, we need to pedal faster. Pedal, pedal, pedal. Just it's like, Funky, stop faking it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Funky funky, uh, funky is okay. pedaling now. Athletics check for everybody. 17 again. Uh, 15. <laughs> Pip rolled an 18 this time. He is yelling a lot from the shore. Okay, Pip, you can now see this creature is red and there are claws that you can see like paddling at, at the water and it's starting to go towards your side of the shore with spikes coming out of its shoulders and two long horns. There are... Rory just taught me how to say this. It's a it's a lobster. A lobster? lobster. A lobster. No, not a lobster. Oh. It's a lot scarier than that. Nice try there, Bob. Fucking fiend lobster. For Laura, what was your athletics check? It was 13. Okay, so you all did pretty well. So you are able to reach about halfway into uh, the the kind of cubby where, where the boat fits when the creature comes upon your boat and it is able, you see two pincers, they grab onto the edge of the boat and you hear the wood starting to splinter. And then you see from its chest, there are two arms that come out and also grab onto the edge of the boat. And the boat starts to turn sideways and, and cracks into the wall. And you all get kind of shaken a little bit as this creature is trying to pull itself and climb up on onto the this boat. And you can see that the boat is starting to splinter as if it's gonna possibly go out into the river. And when we return next time, we will roll initiative.